0: We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA.
1: Free speech
0: lives here. Talk
1: Radio 12. WPHT, WPHTHD, HD, W-O-G-L, HD3 Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host. for the Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very, very good. And we're here every week at 9 o'clock here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's our 11th year on the radio. Got a couple calls this week. People like really enjoying the show. So if you want to ask a question, you can call me. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne?
2: My number is 609-605-7153.
1: And you can listen to this show and all the past shows at goodnewsinrealestate.com and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today?
2: Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A.
1: And we're going to continue that team thing.
2: Love it. We also have Mark's funny story.
1: Hopefully I got a good one for you.
2: I hope so. Are you doing the peanut?
1: No, I couldn't remember that one.
2: All right. (laughs) We also have our mortgage mom segment.
1: Which is what?
2: Why you need a mortgage team.
1: Hmm. Last, year, last week, it was why you need mortgage, uh, title insurance. That's right. That was a good segment.
2: This is going to be an even better segment. Oh, good. So, Mark, coming up, we also have our questions. I am a co-signer on my ex-wife's house. What rights do I have if she stops making the mortgage payment? Uh-oh. Next question is, how can I protect myself with contract with FSBO? Next question is, two people sign a rental lease, one moves out. Are they still responsible for the rent? And the last question is, can I use our real estate agent and inspector for failing to find major issues with our home?
1: Can I sue our real estate agent? You mean?
2: Uh, I I did leave that word out. Yes. Mark, we also have our guest today, which is Mr. Joseph McCabe. He's the CEO of REMAX Affiliates. We're glad to have him on the show today. And we also have our topic of the day. What is a reverse mortgage?
1: Yeah, I'm going to explain this a little more because you see somebody in the commercials.
2: Do we have Tom Selleck coming on the show? Yeah, maybe. Oh. (laughs) But Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is,
1: the only thing worse than starting something and failing is not starting something. So if you don't get in the game, nothing's going to happen. You got to get in the game.
2: Get off the Are you fence. in the game, Kat Cyrus? Always in the game. Bring you are it in on. The game. All
1: right. <laughs> so, where are we at?
2: We're up to the market report.
1: And there is the bell. Frank's got to hell the bell. Mm-hmm. And last week, remember I mentioned in the very beginning of the market report how we got like an extra 40 listings in the city out of 676,000? I do. Uh, it's back to this week, it's almost the same number. So, I don't know what these agents are doing. But anyway, New York, I've been following what's happening in New York, and New York is experiencing a mass exodus as people relocate to the subs, to the tri state, and a lot to Pennsylvania and Florida. There's a lot of movement to Florida, there's all kinds of activity going on. But because of what they did with their taxes, the city's also facing an unemployment rate due to closed restaurants. And only about a ten percent of the corporate employees have returned to their offices from remote work. There are over ten thousand empty apartments in manhattan for sale, condos for sale in Manhattan. Ten thousand.
2: That's not. I-, good. I was
1: I was talking to an agent that wants to get a license in Pennsylvania. She was told me tell me about this, and it's a mess. And the prices are really high. Taxes are outrageous. That millionaires tax that's what most of these are millionaires and they moved because they can afford the move uh, so anyway
2: they're in the hamptons they went to connecticut i mean they're you, all over there's they're a not lot coming in back.
1: pennsylvania there's a lot in pennsylvania because it's a train ride away yep and you're at work so you know raising taxes is just going to chase people away but anyway, home sales typically don't rise or fall that much during the months surrounding a presidential election, compared with those same months in non-election years. But although the upcoming election is happening at a particular tumultuous time in our country's history, it's really busy. Things are really busy.
2: It's really busy, Mark. But I got to tell you, a lot of people want to settle before the election.
1: Yeah, you they know want why? their closing date to
2: about taxes and and rates. That's right. And I one, keep telling but, people we're going to lock you in, don't worry about it. We'll lock you in before the election, but there's no
1: Well, if you read the two parties' platform, the one party wants like a 47% or 48% capital gains tax. Tax, right. And and they also, you know, it's a tax thing. So anyway, uh all in all 6.2 million houses were sold, will be sold by the end of 2020, 3% more than in 19. And 19 was a great year. Most homes sold, in, that was the most homes sold since 2006. This is what the public doesn't understand. The they do not But they're not getting not this information. Talk. I know, they gotta all listen to our show. We need to be syndicated. We're gonna talk to Joe about that. The model <laughs> also allows for a range of possible outcome. It forecasts 6 million homes sold, 1% more than in 19. And also, uh, there's all these other factors. The rates are so low, uh, you know,
2: things are happening.
1: The, the real estate industry is booming. So, with and one of the reasons is the rates. Tell us about the rates.
2: The rates are, again, phenomenal. 30-year fixed rate, 2.625% to 2.75, depending on credit. 15-year fixed, 2.625. Your 30-year FHA, 2.75. Not even going to get into the 5-1 arm.
1: Nah. And what's a refi rate? What's a great refi rate?
2: It depends. I mean, we can get you... Right now, we're at 2.625, 2.75. If you're looking to t- take any cash out, 2.875 to 3%. Damn. Still, you know, buy the rate down for a little bit. You could even get into 2% at this point. It's crazy.
1: Are you going to be having to visiting Summer's Point this week? <laughs> they are some great greats So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate Talk Radio here on 1210 WPHT All positive All the time, we will be right back.
0: On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt Free Living. Learn more at WeHateDebt.com.
1: All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So, Ms. Katsaris, where are we at?
2: We're in my new office, Mark. Do you like it? I can
1: see. It's a lot of of clothes in your office, man. you get changed a lot during the day?
2: We are up to our funny story. (laughs) All
1: right. So here's the story. So down in Texas, the Department of Water sends a representative out to the ranch, make sure they're conserving water. And he says to this rancher, he goes, I need to inspect your ranch for water allocation. The old rancher says, okay. He goes, but don't go in that one field over there and the word would a representative says Mr. I have the authority of the federal government with me. See this card? And he holds up his business card. This card means I'm allowed to go wherever I wish on any agricultural land, no questions asked or answered. Have I made myself clear? Do you understand? The old rancher like nods politely, went about his chores. Later, the old rancher hears loud screams and he sees the water rep running across the field for the fence and close behind him is a rancher's bull and the bull's gaining on him and the water rep He's running, running with every step, and the rep was clearly terrified. So the old rancher immediately ran to the fence and shouted out, "Show him your card! Show him your card!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You did get that one.
2: <laughs> you didn't like that one. I
1: thought that was a pretty good one, man. Uh, right. Like that was going to work.
2: All right. If you have a funny story better than that one.
1: Better than uh, I I, I even asked people to send me one. I'm looking. I know
2: I know you did. If you'd like to hear a funny story. I'm up to like 900 stories. (laughs) God. Can I get us out of this at least? Go, go, go. All right. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267 two six six fifty five oh one one
1: and now it is time for the mortgage mom segment with Deanne Cat Cyrus from Green Tree Mortgage the mortgage mom and her topic today is why do we need a mortgage team
2: (laughs) this is definitely a different show mark (laughs) this
1: is definitely a different show
2: so I had the honor of recently doing a purchase for a friend of mine where I teach at Temple University I teach um, an investment class right. um, along with this gentleman. And I've been doing this probably for about four years. And it's a great opportunity. And we've done, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 classes so far. And all every time we talk, I am up there preaching how important it is to have a team To work with you so hence team mortgage mom right we have somebody that does our processing we have somebody that does our underwriting we have somebody that does pre-approvals so there's always somebody on the team that is connected with the buyer or the buyers and also the real the realtor right so i've been telling this gentleman this over and over again and we finally did a purchase for him he lives right now in new jersey and he purchased a home in delaware And he was using a a really, really good realtor in Delaware. And there was a lot of issues that were taking place as far as repairs that needed to be done. The house didn't come in at the appraised value. And just over and over, there was just things over and over. Sunday night, you know, we're all collaborating, going over all the details of everything that needed to be done. And he said to me after he closed, he said, I got to tell you. I never really paid attention when you said how important it was to have a team. He said it's so important to make sure that someone actually picks up the phone and you're not going into a 1-800 portal and talking to a different person every time you call in. No doubt about it. He said it's also important to make sure that you have somebody that's going to take you through the process. I mean, he wanted to bail out of this process and the contract at least six times, just because that he was being harassed by the seller for repairs. And we talked him off the ledge. I mean, Joe, this is the house that you like. You're pre-approved. We just got to get to the bottom line and we'll be able to close. And it was just so great for him to to be able to acknowledge that having those people behind you and, you know, not, not that I want to mention any names that, you know, that don't take you through the process like a Rocket Mortgage or Quicken, but, you know you're just you're not getting that personal service that's right. you know Sunday night the guy's having a meltdown eight o'clock who's gonna pick up the phone I see that's it's his right. number I'm gonna talk to him we're gonna go through the process I'm gonna make him feel better I'm not gonna wait until Monday because that's gonna be another night he's not gonna sleep
1: that's right and, and, and that's why like if these people they uh, they look at these teaser rates on the internet and they get involved with somebody in California and they're in Pennsylvania You know, what are the chances of those people answering the phone?
2: Well, it's funny you should bring that up because I had another gentleman that I've been working with probably for three years. Hasn't found the right house yet. Has been pre-approved. He finally calls me. He's under contract and says, hey, can you just give me your best rate? I said, excuse me? He said, can you give me your best rate? I said, for what? He goes, oh, I'm under contract. I said, well, where'd you get the pre-approval? He says, I just used the one that you sent me a little while ago. I said... What, so you're shopping me. He said, well, I have to make sure that this is what's best for my family. I said, isn't it best for your family to get to the table as stress-free as possible and know that you're going to work with somebody that has your best interest?
1: And is going to show up in settlement?
2: He says, I got a rate that's like 2.387. I said, yeah. first of all, 2.387 is not a rate. Okay. And second of all, what are your fees? Do you have an application fee? Is there an underwriting fee? Is there a processing fee? How many points are you paying? He goes, well, I don't know any of that. I just know that the rate's lower than yours. (laughs)
1: Long
2: story short, after I educated him politely, right, I have four referrals from him and he's under contract (laughs) with us and he's getting ready to close. But... People don't know what they don't know. So, you know, you're out there giving them a teaser rate. They don't know what's affiliated with it. It's important, you know, to research, know the team that you're working with. How long have they been together? How long have they been in business? What credentials do they have? And are they capable of getting you to the table?
1: No doubt about it. It's like, you know, what's under the hood? Like, there's a lot of detail involved here. And if you're with the wrong person and they don't answer the phone and, they don't respond to you and this and that or they just give you a text once in a while. They can make so, things a lot more stressful.
2: Uh, one more one more quick story. We I had a gentleman, I had a realtor call me that I had that I've been working with and she sends me um she sends me this person and she says they went under contract, they had a pre-approval from another company and now we can't close. I said, "Really?" I said, "Why can't you close?" Something about his verification, something about this. I said, "Well, who's the who's the buyer?" So I look in my system to see if we had pre-approved the buyer, and we did. The only problem was I wasn't able to pre-approve him because he had a gap of employment, wasn't able to give him all of the income that he needed. I said to this realtor, I, I already told you that he's not pre-approved at that price. Yeah, but he went to another company and they said they could do it. Yeah, I said, how many, days, how many days are you away from settlement? She said four.
1: Taw. See, they're horror stories. And I, I get that one. I, I hear those stories, especially on the commercial side. Oh, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. I remember I had one one time. Guy told this buyer insisted on using this bank. And I asked the guy directly up front, do you do gas stations? And he goes, yeah. And at the very end, after months of dragging their feet, they actually, they admitted to me that his board of directors said no gas stations. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: It was a Everybody can do it until they can't. Yeah, you that's know, right. that's why you got to do everything up front.
1: All right, let's do the questions. All right.
2: So I'm a co-signer on my ex-wife's house. What rights do I have if she stops paying the mortgage?
1: Uh, you got a little problem here. because You got a big problem. Yeah, because uh, your credit's going to go down the tubes along with hers. So either you pay the mortgage or work something out and uh, get this resolved, or both of you are going to have terrible credit and not be able to buy anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, Uh, once you co sign on the mortgage, you're responsible for that payment. You're responsible to make sure that it's on time and gets paid. End of story.
1: That's one of them. You keep the house. Yeah. And it's in both names. What's the next one?
2: How can I protect myself with a contract when it's with a FISBA, which is a for sale by owner? So let's
1: take it for granted that this is a buyer. So they're buying a for sale by owner house and neither one of them know anything about real estate or have a license, and and now they went and they either downloaded a PDF of a contract from what Pennsylvania say, right. and they filled this contract out that's supposed to hold up in front of your honor, and, and now things are not going right. It's kind of like they let the cow out of the bin here already because the damage has been done you know now what do you do I bring in a realtor but it could be you need an attorney who knows but it's a bad idea to go signing contracts that you're not familiar with I mean if they had legal shield or something at least they could have ran the contract through legal shield prior to signing but how do I protect myself
2: you hire an agent.
1: Hire an agent in the beginning and work out a deal with them on the payment to handle right. the paperwork. That's called a transactional agent. That's all. They just handle everything for you and you pay them a fee.
2: And that What's, fee is negotiable. It's not necessarily right. going to be yeah. the full 3%. You, can, you work it out. Right.
1: So how much, are, how much is involved? What's the next one?
2: All right. The next question is two people sign a rental lease. One moves out. Are they still responsible for the rent?
1: Yes. This is constant this happens all the time two friends boyfriend girlfriend whatever the scenario is and they they rent a place and they're all excited this is like about hiring with, with the desk the first three months is a honeymoon the second right. three there's a couple cracks in, in the armor but they can live with it in six to nine months they hate one another <laughs> and one <laughs> leaves and one leaves and then they're somebody's got to pay this rent And they're they're both names. That's like, it's interesting at the colleges that they rent the rooms out. They make the parents and everybody sign that lease. That's right. uh, Because they want to be protected. And you get a
2: really big security deposit.
1: That's right. You get a big security deposit. So now this one person left, they don't want to, they're not living there no more. And this other person has to handle this. And if they went crazy and leased something really big for like, you know, two, three grand a month, they're responsible. And their credit any other person's credit's gonna get screwed up by not paying it. What's the next one?
2: The next question is Can I sue our real estate agent and inspector for failing to find major issues with our home?
1: Yeah, you can sue anybody. The magic number's two grand. Any lawyer will take uh, any case, give them $2,000. But <laughs> the thing about this is, you know, when the inspector did the inspection, it's what they found that day so if all of a sudden we have a terrible rainstorm like we just had and a leak shows up that leak wasn't there the day the inspector did the i remember i had one years ago we had a drought hadn't rained for like two months and it finally rained and all these leaks were there and uh the seller knew but uh we ended up resolving it without going to court but yeah you can sue you can sue anybody but like it's I don't know. Home inspectors, that's why I always recommend hiring a a large home inspector, like a national firm, or at least a home inspector that's bonded, has insurance for these kind of issues, and not just Joe's home inspection, and it's Joe all by himself, you know, and doing everything. And Joe is is very expensive, and he's trying to sell you to his friends. Right. So, you know... That, that, it's a, that's a complicated It is, It is, and you need a little that. bit more detail yeah, as well. More, you need more detail. What's the last one?
2: All right, last question is, once I pass the state exam for realtors, what's the next step for getting a job?
1: You know, I get this question all the time because- Can I student, interrupt you real quick? Go ahead.
2: You didn't get a job, number one. It's not a job. It's a career.
1: That's right. You, you're an entrepreneur. You own your own business. But I get this question from students, even though, and I have great teachers, they explain- and we give them a, a, in my school, I try to make it different than all the other schools, we give them a two-hour coaching session on what to look for in a, in a real estate company, about training, and I could go on and on and on. But once you pass that test, you cannot practice by yourself. You have to hang your license with a broker uh, to practice real estate. You can't just, all of a sudden, Mark Cumberland, I got a real estate license, and practice. So you got to join a real estate company and you got to shop around and interview them. Don't let them interview you.
2: Good answer, Mark.
1: That was the answer.
2: (laughs) All right. Very good. So that's the end of our question and segment. Coming up next is going to be our guest segment with Joe McCabe, the CEO of REMAX Affiliates, and he's going to discuss the market with us.
1: All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We will be right back.
0: Deanne and Marker, halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley.
1: All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, DM?
2: <laughs> Every time you ask me where, where we are, I just, I don't want to answer like... that. So, I, I, I...
1: I'll, all I'll right, say. so
2: we are up to our guest segment, and we have Joe McCabe with us. He is the CEO of REMAX Affiliates. He's going to give us some insights on the market, how it's going to bounce back, <laughs> and also looking into 2021.
1: Joe, how are you?
3: Hey, good guys. How are you? Um, I know you're busy. a fan about a lot of Joes today on the show, though. So hopefully, I don't fit in that category. Today. <laughs> Joe, the inspector. Joe, the mortgage guy. Joe, the buyer. Uh, well,
1: we'll call you Joseph then. How's that?
3: There we go. There we go.
1: <laughs> so, uh, tell everybody you own a couple offices. Tell mention that first up front.
3: Sure. Yeah. So I'm the CEO of Remax Affiliates. Uh, currently in uh, Northeast Philly, uh, Germantown Avenue, Mount Airy section, uh, Old City, and then uh, we're acquiring an office in Media. And then, um, of course, we have mortgage and title in house, so kind of a full service,
1: one stop shop. Yeah. Very good. So yeah. tell tell us your thoughts on on the what happened since March 16th where you think we're going and what, and what's 2021 looking like to you?
3: Sure. Yeah. So it was a scary March 16th. Um, a couple of days after March 16th, I had acquired REMAX affiliates, uh, making us the largest REMAX in the city. Um, possibly not as high as uh, Jack Fry and Redding for overall volume, but it was pretty scary. So we didn't have, we couldn't have downtime. So one way or another, we were going to make this business successful and um that's what we did and we seem to be one of the lucky brokerages that have not slowed down in fact we've um grown so much that we've hired uh, four new people over at our title company just to handle the in-house volume that's so we're great. not seeing any negative effects um as far as that goes it was interesting though you said the hopeful recovery uh, from this i'm not sure um we're kind of we're in a weird spot right now where You know, half of the people are doing really, really well, and that includes realtors. You know, I would say half of our office is killing it, especially um, like you and I talk about, Mark, the more disciplined ones that are making those calls every day. They're still doing okay. Um, The people with, you know, I'd say maybe more affluent clients who normally work in the higher dollar range, they're doing all right because it hasn't really hit them yet. Um, But I think we haven't seen the full effect of COVID. I think the people that took the mortgage forbearances, it hasn't really hit them yet. Um, And I I think come January, if they don't extend the uh, foreclosure moratorium and rent moratorium, I think we're going to start to see a lot of foreclosure issues. So it'll be a shift that realtors have to make in their business. And um, it'll be a good time to buy. You know, I I have a lot of family that wants to buy right now. And I've kind of been telling them, "Uh, I wouldn't do that unless you want to be in over your head as far as what the house is worth. Um, so, kind of an, an uncommon thing to tell a buyer if you're looking for a sale, but it's a great time to sell. Not the best time to buy. Um, rates are low, uh, but I think we're going to see some some really good buying opportunities, especially for the investors coming up January, February.
1: You know what uh, the one uh, the one thing about the for, uh, foreclosure thing, I don't know if I totally agree with you because it was interesting. I was re- I did some uh, market research, and. A lot of people were, even though all this during all this period, they were still paying their mortgages. And rents, like 80% of rentals, they were still paying on time. Uh, so I don't you know, know how, how bad it's going to be.
2: The problem too, Mark and Joe, is that there's a lot of companies, people didn't even know they went into forbearance. We pulled credit for people that were either looking to refinance or looking to purchase. Right. And there were companies that automatically put their buyers in a for um their clients already in forbearance really so maybe they thing? went maybe they went on the website maybe they checked it out but I could tell you probably one out of four had no idea that they were in forbearance
1: wow that's really right, weird because they because made those initial
3: applications so easy uh, literally it was a couple clicks of a button I'm, but that's the um that's the thing that you're seeing with different mortgage companies like some are doing it right where Right off the bat, it's not a forbearance; it's a deferment, which which it should be, because who is going to have six to eight thousand dollars when this is all up? Probably even more to actually pay everything they didn't have. Like that was the idea; you didn't have it to begin it, with, it, so it, it should be a deferment. Exactly, exactly. But, um, I mean, what I hope for, which is not how the policy written yet, is that they would just automatically make this a deferment. Um, we have a few; we have um, seventy-eight properties in my portfolio in Pittsburgh. And we have about 30% of our tenants not paying. And uh, the government's not doing anything for us. Luckily, the the servicer is. The mortgage servicer actually deferred our payments for six months, so we got really lucky. But I know that that's not the case for, for a lot of my investor friends that, that have significant portfolios. They're they're getting slammed depending on, again, it, though, it depends on the area you're in. You know, yeah, it's a lot like of, and the state and,
1: and everything else. It's, right. you know. But what do you think? i think what do you think 20 as we get into 2021 and things are loosening up like the the who just changed their whole thing the other day from lockdowns back in march to now lockdowns are a bad thing but i right. but it's interesting I me mean, at the end we're always talking about like you know we're like the one show in philly that talks about real estate and sure Otherwise, the media you don't hear any detail about how good of a time it is to buy and sell, especially sell. Like the you know the, the clients just don't get it. They're they're going to get top dollar because the inventory right. is so long. I look today, there's four thousand and fifteen houses for sale in Philly, actual actives in the whole city, sure. out of six over six hundred thousand houses. So, what, what do you think as we get halfway through twenty twenty one? What do you think it's gonna what's going to look like?
3: Well, I'd like to see prices stabilize. I mean, there's there's some markets that, from the investment standpoint, are really good that we're looking at, You know, but they're in the Midwest, and their prices are always the same, and they're always kind of like a steady check is really what the Midwest always is. But right. places like Philadelphia, New York, um, they're due for a correction on, on price, and they need to stabilize and come down a little bit, um, because you almost can't buy an investment property in Philadelphia um, that's stabilized, like you know you can buy it and just cash flow day one it's almost impossible um because the values are so high you know and the rents just don't support the value and the mortgage and the debt service so um i would like to see prices come down a little bit which would hurt sellers but uh, benefit benefit buyers and um and i think i think and the fed keeps saying and i think the fed's going to keep rates low so i don't necessarily know that we lose the buyer's market um yeah, it's kind I of of those things where sellers will get less, but, you know, buyers and sellers, it's a, it's always the same thing. You know, they always have to buy and they always have to sell. That's the reason they put their house up or they started looking. So, I don't know that we're going to lose a significant amount of... um.
1: No, well, and, and in the way that. we've been appreciating, we've been over appreciating a little bit. And, and I, I think if that even comes down a little bit, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It's actually going to be more realistic at where it should sure, be. Sure, exactly. But, uh, so you got a lot of agents joining your company, your company growing.
3: We, uh, yeah, we don't have a choice but to grow. I, I feel bad for some of these agencies, but shut down because I swooped in there and, uh, took a lot of their people, but we're up to 160 agents now. So we've added probably 30 since we closed and we have some large, um, real estate team acquisitions we're working on. Uh, of course that takes time. You got to close out their pipelines and all that right. logistical stuff. But, um, they're going to Remax Affiliates is going to really be put on the map especially in 2021 and we have some amazing surprises uh, coming staff wise in in December that will really confuse a lot of people in the industry and that's the most I can say about it but you'll see what I mean in December
1: I know and recruiting is a different set of skills not everybody's good at it but you're good at it Joe and uh, because I've run a lot lot of offices you know it's not it's not like what you know agent the average agent thinks it's going to be but uh so, Joe, tell everybody how to get a hold of you if they want to talk to you At as the owner of REMAX Affiliates or some agent wants to join your company. How do they get a hold of you?
3: Yeah, yeah absolutely, definitely. Um, just shoot me an email at josephmccabe at rEMAX.net. That's M-C-C-A-B-E. Or uh, feel free to shoot me a text or call me, 215-868-6379.
1: All right, very good. I'll thanks, to Joe. Come, you, I'll have to have, have yeah, you come in and talk. On. Talk to some of my uh, students too. Uh, all right, I'll Joe. To. Thank you I'll very to. much.
2: All right, thanks. Guys. All right, thanks. All right, very good. And coming up next is our topic of the day: what is a reverse mortgage?
1: All right, very good. So, thank you to Joseph McKay from Remax Affiliates. And with that, we'll be right back. You're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Thank you to Joseph McKay from Remax Affiliates. That was a a good guest. So we're at the end.
2: Mark, we are up to our topic of the day. And what is a reverse mortgage?
1: Yeah, The reason I'm doing this one, because you see all these commercials all the time. And there's all these myths out there about uh, reverse mortgages that, you know, that you do this. And then you're going to lose your house and all this. And anyway, I'm going to do this real quick because we don't have a lot of time. But it's basically a loan for most of the time seniors that a portion, they use their equity as collateral. And there's a bunch of different ways that this can be repaid until the surviving homeowner permanently moves out or passes away or whatever. But to be eligible... For a reverse mortgage, the Federal Housing Administration requires that the homeowner must be at least 62 years old. Home must be owned free and clear for all existing liens, be able to satisfy with the reverse mortgage. And if there's a balance, that can be paid off completely with the proceeds at the end of the thing. Generally, there's no income or credit score required on a reverse mortgage. Eligible type of homes? Almost all types. However, mobile homes must have been built in the last 30 years they always have some little glitches with the rules difference between a reverse mortgage and a home equity loan Heck, a home equity line of credit or a heloc you have strict requirements you you take the whole you get all the money and you repay the loan as you go on a reverse mortgage has no income or credit score requirements instead of making monthly payments the homeowner receives money from the lender with a reverse mortgage the amount that can be borrowed is determined by the formulas they consider the age interest rate appraised value all of that as stated with a traditional loan the homeowner is still required to make monthly payments with a reverse mortgage you're not making monthly payments you're actually getting money now the one reason i like reverse mortgage is because every once in a while i run into a senior citizen that's like using coupons and they own a house, I remember I had one, I don't have time to get into the story, but she had this giant house uh, over in Winwood worth like $800,000, and she was living really bad, and really terrible. And she could have been having, uh, had a reverse mortgage and had like a few thousand dollars a month coming in, and, and lived a lot better. And I ended up helping her out, and, and we didn't do a reverse, but I ended up really helping her out. And... Uh, so it it could be it could raise the quality of of a senior's life you know rather than them being cash short all the time in the event and then if you outlive the reverse mortgage at the end you you got to do something you got to sell the property in the event of death or in the event of the home ceases to be a primary residence for more than 12 12 months the homeowner the state can choose to repay the reverse mortgage or put the home up for sale if the equity in a home is hired in the balance alone, remain equity belongs to the estate. If the sale of the home is not enough to pay off the reverse mortgage, the lender takes a loss and could request a reimbursement from FHA. So and there are some limits. The amount available generally depends on four factors. The age, older is better, current interest rates, appraised value, government imposed lending limits. They use a calculator to estimate how much. Could be drawn and you could do this monthly you could do it quarterly you could do lump sums you get a lump sum at closing if you want to take out all the cash tenure equal monthly payments as long as the homeowner lives in the home equal monthly payments for a fixed number of years a line of credit draw any amount until the line of credit is exhausted or any combination of of them above you really need to talk to an expert. We had one guy used to come on the show once in a while. But there are reverse mortgage experts. It's not as scary. I know there's one commercial that runs all the time. But if you ever know of a senior citizen that's living, having a tough time making it, and they don't have a mortgage, you should talk to them about talking to an expert. And let them have a quality life to the end, you know? A few grand extra a month.
2: That was a good segment, Mark. All right. That was a so good segment. Where are we at? So we are up to our business topic with Asking Dr. A and Why Teams Work Part 3.
1: So, Doctor, we've been doing this segment on the teams, so let's pick up where we left off last week. You did a really good quick segment on, on the value of teams.
4: Cool. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to continue with that, and we're going to talk about the role that the leader has uh, within the team, because obviously leaders are very, very important uh, to have effective teams.
1: Right. Big time.
4: So, um, I mean, there, there are a number of different things that they need to do to help uh, promote the team to be successful. One of them is, and this is, I'm going to start with this one because it's, it's really important. And that's to fil- facilitate other skills and to help them build upon those skills. And the reason I want to start it with this one is because a lot of leaders think that they're supposed to be the ones who do the work or they're supposed to be the ones who um, who spend much more time on tasks, the truth of the matter is your most effective leaders don't do much of anything other than lead other people to get it done. So it's important that they facilitate the skills what somebody's really good at and to help them utilize their excellent skills and at the same time give them opportunities to build upon those skills and develop other skills as well. That's
1: good leadership.
4: Absolutely. So one of the neat things about if you're a really good leader, it looks like you're not doing anything because everybody else is working and everybody else is getting everything done.
1: Yeah, that's actually
4: a famous, a famous uh, little movie that was done that we used to teach at the university where we had this guy and his desk was always clean. And every once in a while he was actually out playing golf in the middle of the day. And some people were frustrated and didn't understand why he could do that. And the reason he could do that is because he had an outstanding team. Which and is he great was a good because leader. It, that's right. Absolutely. That way I, they can afford to take off and things keep on going
1: well. That's right. I have I, I have no guilt when I have nothing to do at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I am over it. Way over it. And 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 being a good leader, you know, rather than dictating what everybody should be doing and micromanaging, you get tons of great ideas. And your company flourishes.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And and to to build on that, one of the other skills that they need to do is they need to galvanize and communicate with others. Okay, as well as to build upon the vision that they have that they've developed for the team or for their organization.
1: I see our friend Gary Keller stepped down as CEO. Uh, he did. Yeah, because, you know, he's he's a good leader. Now he'll put somebody in there to take care of all that stuff.
4: And that's basically what he did, not at the very beginning, but he he had a coach. It wasn't me, but he had another person who was his coach with with the leadership team there. And and he basically coached him to step down as CEO. That's right. Uh, And when that happened, because, you know, Gary's talents are enormous and immense, okay, but... But somebody else was actually a better CEO than he was. That's so, right. um So, so that it, it's important to realize that.
1: Yeah, a- and 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 not have that ego that you th- you think you got to do everything. Left. So, Doctor, that's right. We're going to continue this next week. So think about the next part. So we talked about the leader today. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you.
4: It's real easy. It's Abelson A B E L S O N at Abelson.net. All right,
1: net. Thank you, thanks, Dr. Doctor. A. Thank you.
2: All right, very good. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at net, or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at dn dnkatsaris at net, or give me a call at 609-605-7153.
1: And a special thanks to all of our listeners. And I had a listener call me this week at DN end and uh, she raved about our show. She was like, I finally found, by accident, a show that talked about real estate. That's awesome. And I wish we could get out to more people, but anyway. We will. But we're here every Sunday, 9 o'clock. Tell your friends, tune in. Hopefully we'll be faithful to our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. And
2: with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom.
1: You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
2: When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.